0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon.
1: If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at ww.patreon.com/slash cult you <laughs>
0: This is not a test This is your emergency broadcast podcast Announcing the commencement of the film franchise Fortnite's episode (laughs) on The Purge Sanctioned by our Patreon Weapons of uh, jokes of class 4 and lower have been authorised for use during this podcast, all other jokes are restricted. <laughs> Government officials ranking ten have been granted immunity from this podcast and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the end of this speech, any and all discussions, including the, the about the films The Purge, will be legal for wow. twelve continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical podcasts will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when this podcast concludes or whenever you're listening to this. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Did you like how I had the actual speech written out and then very last second made it the decision to change it to be about <laughs> oh, you, the podcast you covered it very wow, well you I, did not I, wow I well
1: not there was tell. some stuff where i was like why wouldn't you have changed that ahead of time because you clearly changed it on the fly but not all of it not all of it mm. certainly not what do you think a class five joke is
0: uh one that has the (laughs) n-word
1: is it it slurs is it just slurs slurs? well i don't use them in my regular life well they're prohibited
0: aj (laughs) well they
1: should be (laughs) i
0: shouldn't expect them but class four you know um uh, you know the racial stereotypes and stuff like that's mm. that's going to be allowed for this podcast oh AJ, wow you'll be, you'll are be we happy doing a
1: you know what you know what needs to happen Richard is a purge of political correctness that's oh, what needs to happen yeah. we need a woke purge where for 20 for, for 12 hours anyone can say whatever they want for a change mm. you know yeah, and,
0: uh, and and women will finally be able to take a compliment for 12 hours.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what. We need the woke purge. That's woke exactly purge. what uh, we need. That's
0: Is that you'll continue the franchise? Should we do the no, episode in it. reverse order?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I do have a continue the franchise,
0: though. <laughs> well, that's good. So, uh, well, this is Film Franchise Four Nights on the Cop Culture Podcast, where every two weeks we watch all of the films in a franchise and discuss them for you the listener. the We mm. are talking today about the five films in The Purge, or The The Purge franchise. <laughs> the The Purge. <laughs> Which uh, started in 2013 with a film simply titled The Purge. Then was followed up with The Purge Anarchy, The Purge Election Year, The First Purge, and The Forever Purge, which came out in 2021. The Purge. The first three films were written and directed by James DeMonaco, who wrote all five, only directed the first three. And before doing the first one, he wrote Jack. J- he re- That's right. Francis Ford Coppola's Jack starring <laughs> uh, Robin Williams. He actually did write that. Did he really? Yeah, that wasn't a joke. Um <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it's
1: like you set me up for a to to, to tell that joke but then you're like it actually is true. <laughs> yeah.
0: I uh, had only done one film before the the directed one film before The Purge. Uh it's called Staten Island which is a narratively significant location for this franchise mm. but it also stars Ethan Hawke who of course, stars and the first purge. Now, now I'm not now, talking about the film, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm.
1: Yes, very fun, a very fun franchise to make jokes about. Uh, Richard, class, and mm. jokes. Yeah, exactly. mm. Richard, if you'd asked me, class
0: three and below jokes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Richard, if you'd asked me two weeks ago to name, like, I don't know, all the films and and the fast the scooby-doo franchise, Do franchise or the scooby-doo franchise <laughs> <laughs> you know um more or less i i like to think i'm pretty knowledgeable on franchises whether mm-hmm. i've seen them or not if you had asked me how many purge movies are there and what are they called i would have said there's the purge and the first purge, and mm. that's all I know. This franchise, as we touched on um, previously in the kissing booth episode, uh, this has—I I hadn't seen—I had seen one frame from this entire series before watching wow. them, and it was the creepy masks that they mm. wear in the first one. There was. So, oh, so and do you and mean the?
0: F- w- the, I, in, the fir- I, I, in The Purge I, I,
1: 2013. <laughs> and that was that was the only thing I'd seen. These films did not release in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I not- believe
0: I was talking to our friend Andrew Todd, who mm. I watched the, the first one with. Now, I'm not talking about... <laughs> no, now, I watched the yes. twenty the original one with. And because uh, he was up in Auckland, Auckland for a My Chemical Romance concert, uh, he was mm. on the Scooby-Doo episode. But he said he as far as he can recall they may have played one at the you know the the movie marathon with this it, it's a very movie marathon-y sort of film mm. and but other than that I'm not sure any of these ever actually released in New Zealand certainly not theatrically mm. and yeah it's just a very american franchise and i'm sure that'll be a big talking point for us yeah. later on the the general conceit if you've never heard of these films is that it's set in a world where for one night in america all crime is legal and so uh, the idea of it is that it is a night to get all of your violence and hate and anger out of your system and Mm. you just fucking kill as many people as you want and then the other 364 in some years 365 days of the year You can just go about your normal life knowing that, oh, when that sweet, sweet March 21st, I mm. believe, comes, bam, you can you can purge all your hate.
1: Richard, is this episode going to come out on March 21st? <laughs> It'll come out March 20th.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Was that intentional? This was voted on by Patreon. No, this was, was random. Was it? Oh, it was two It was the roulette. What a! That's the craziest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't even noticed until now. This is coming out a day before the annual purge. Oh wow, yeah.
0: Well, let me that's just it if you got check. the date right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what day double, is the purge? Let's
1: double check after singing how amazing this is. March
0: twenty first. Yeah.
1: Wow. So this is coming out of March twentieth, New Zealand time.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: What the hell? That's crazy. This was not planned at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. So yeah the the every night every night once and once a year every you can night. Kill. It's actually not every
0: night. It's kind. Of, it's the it's, opposite. It's <laughs> one night.
1: Yeah. One night a year. You can kill whoever you want. You can do whatever you want. Um. It, well, and it's mostly for, killing though. Except
0: for what is it? classed government officials. Level ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ranking ten.
1: Hmm, yeah and i have a few things to say about the franchise as a whole but the first thing i will say is um troublingly it seems to work (laughs) that's i think Mm. one of the problems that that this this movie which is very politically charged you could never get people saying like i can't believe they made the purged political because it's explicitly political Mm. from the get-go um yeah like
0: i i I, I will say it's because they do talk about crime is down, yada yada. Yeah, the first film takes place in 2022, and there has right. been a the purge has existed at that point since 2016. Okay. Um, that's or well, the first national purge is in 2017, right? So, because we'll get to that when we cover the first purge, but yeah, so mm-hmm. the purge has been is accepted as just part of everyday life. But in the first film, it's only been going for five years. Uh, but they do say, yeah, crime has is down. Uh, you know, people are generally more calm throughout mm. the rest of the year. But I do think that it's implied that there is probably some manipulation of statistics. Well, especially
1: in, in the sequels, and the the driving um, theme and, and driving motivation for most of the main characters in these films is the stat that. Uh, Rich people are able to protect themselves in a purge, where and so the mm. the murderous rampage that happens on purge night tends to um, target the poor and the impoverished. Um, and so it's a, it's a class. Yeah,
0: well, because yeah, one of the other things they keep talking about is that you know uh, homelessness is almost non-existent, and it's like well, because yeah, you know, if you just want to go out and kill someone, if you don't have a grudge against anyone in particular, mm. you mm. would. Presumably go after the homeless.
1: It's also, it's like how Boris Johnson was like, we're getting rid of waiting times at the doctors. And all the rich people were like, that sounds like a good thing. Where in reality, going to the doctor in England now is... A nightmare because there's no waiting times so you can't get in right <laughs> like it's it's one of these things which like it only solves the problem because they've created another problem like a worse problem Right, i didn't even know about this oh yeah, yeah no doctors in, in the uk the, the nhs mm. it's a travesty
0: man. so how how is there no waiting time
1: uh because you you have to call up mm. at 7 a.m or something like this right. you have to call up at like 8 a.m And wait on hold and then say, can I speak to a doctor? And they'll probably say no, but you can come speak to a nurse. Right. And people die. People literally die all over the UK because they can't get to see a doctor. Wow. Um, Unless they're rich and they can afford public health, no, private health care. Wow. So all of this is very uh, relevant for, for The Purge. The other thing I wanted to say about the franchise as a whole that I thought was very funny is that... The message, the message that the characters arrive at, like the the thesis statement of almost every Purge movie is like, this is a bad idea. It's like, yeah, but it's not real. <laughs> like every Purge movie ends with characters who either had a, had a different outlook on life beforehand, or they are like the people that suffer most. Like it reinforces this idea that like, you know what? Killing people is actually wrong. That's what I've learned. And it's like, yeah, we, we're so the That's lesson why of the Purge, laws. Yeah, yeah. The lesson of each Purge movie is like the world should, should be closer to what it is now than uh, what it is in the Purge yeah. movies.
0: I mean, I think most of the stuff I have to say about these films is just the general, is to do with the general gist of the franchise. It's like mm. I find the premise and the log lines of the films more interesting than I find any of the films. Mm. Mm. But
1: what well, did, what did you think of the films in general? Did you like them all?
0: Uh, mm. It's a, that's a really hard question because it's like, <laughs> I think, I don't know. You maybe just have to be in the right mood for them. And they are all, I mean, I described this, I think, last week or last episode as being like, this is an an incredible case study on just, like, having one really good idea and then fucking it up five times. (laughs)
1: Like Sort of like Final Destination, a a franchise with a great premise that never really, like, there's no, like, best Final Destination movie because all of them Mm. falter in some unforgivable way yeah
0: and i think it is the the same kind of thing there's no real best i mean there there kind of is a best purge movie like if you just ask the general public but even then it's not considered very good Mm. but Mm. i think yeah just the the concept of a purge is so fascinating and so uniquely american that Mm. yeah it's it's a fascinating idea for a franchise but none of them give me what i want from the franchise and we'll probably talk about that more as we get to continue the franchise but we should start our general sort of our usual discussion that we do starting back at the first film. If we take our way back the to, first purge. The first purge. to The First Purge. I'm no, talking about okay. the, the, the First Purge.
1: Okay, as in?
0: You are the- blowing my mind, AJ. <laughs> so the, the Purge 2013, well, as I said, written and directed by James DeMonaco, stars Ethan Hawke, Lena Hiddy, as uh, mm. two parents and i did not yeah, know what is, they
1: were in it <laughs> it's shocked to see ethan hawk headlining the purge franchise
0: <laughs> uh yeah he he took the role as apparently being friends with jason blum and james de monaco and mm-hmm. essentially said you know like i like your little low budget film idea sure i'll do it to give it some star power Essentially, mm. and uh, nice. uh, apparently only received $3,000 up front to do the film, but then what? got paid in, in scale.
1: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, The Purge 2013 um, is about, it's the most different of all the five movies. It's mm. the most dis- defined of all the five. As, yeah. So, we're set, uh, we're a few years into the annual Purge going on every year. Um, and the main character, Ethan Hawke, is a. Security salesman. Mm-hmm. He sells how you, you know, you you home security systems, which um he thinks is, he lets us know are second to none, basically, mm. um, as the story goes on. Uh, and they prepare for their annual purge night um by uh locking down, only to find uh that things go a little awry, Richard, when his young son, who uh ends up being the really the undoing of this entire story and it's Absolutely. not really focused on, um, lets a scared uh homeless guy into the house who's escaping from people trying to kill him and these people trying to kill him come to the door and are like we don't want to kill you you're rich like us we want to kill the poor scum but if you don't let Mm. us kill him we will break in and we will kill you and so that goes on and a bunch the whole thing's basically set within this it's a home invasion thriller yeah yeah it turns out the the neighbors also hate the, Ethan Hawke and his family and they break in um, and spoilers for the purge the first purge not the first purge but the first purge um, is <laughs> that uh, basically the they join forces with the homeless guy instead of giving him back to them um, the, Ethan Hawke gets stabbed by one of the purges and dies the rest of the family hold their neighbours at gunpoint until the 7am bell rings and mm. lets them go back to their house
0: yeah exactly I... So I had seen this movie before. I remember reading about it a lot in 2013 and seeking it out online or something uh, to watch it myself. Mm-hmm. I was going through a big Ethan Hawk phase. I was a big Ethan Hawk guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I was just intrigued by the film and I thought, Oh yeah, it's a fine home invasion thriller, but it's crazy that they, <laughs> that it has this premise, uh, you mm-hmm. know, outside of it. And then I remember when they said, Oh, we're making a second one and Oh, it's set on the streets, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, that's what you do. And, you know, the director said, like, you know, we had less than 20 days to shoot this. We had less than $3 million to make it with. So, of of course, you know, doing this. Yeah,
1: it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because the- the, I did not know the first one was so self-contained. The mm. second film is what I imagined the first film yeah. would be. Like, completely. I had no idea it was... And, you know, I, I understand as a filmmaker that it's, like, a low-budget application of that idea. But at the same time, doesn't the first film feel like it should be one of the later sequels that's subverting the idea of, like, you've seen mm. it big, what if it's real small? Like, it feels like that's more of a way to to go like that would be more this this version of of a purge story would be more interesting to me after seeing a citywide mm. version i saw I a think.
0: thing on it must have been 90 piece of trivia that was like each film gets bigger because the first one is about a house the second one is about the streets and then the third one is about the government <laughs> why well, the government isn't inherently bigger than streets
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah then how are we measuring these two things <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i can i can see what they're saying though i guess like like the third one involves the fate of the country whereas yeah, yeah, the, sure. the first two are more self-contained um i another, another interesting parallel i drew was that um dread 2012's mm. dread is also a movie which invites you to imagine like this giant world and then is mm. self-contained to one building that also stars lena, lena heady yeah. a, a building that, that came has out Hedy around in it. yeah like <laughs> It's. I, I had the same feeling after watching dread was like why was this all self-contained when they teased this massive world and i think yeah. dread never got sequels unfortunately but um the
0: purge did Purge and- fucking can't stop getting sequels and <laughs> yeah when i was watching it with andrew he said midway through he's like Do you know it's a good movie dread
1: wow I was there like, you yeah. go there we
0: go mm. there we mm. go so what did you think of the purge
1: I thought it was serviceable and scrappy and kind of fun. I didn't really like it that much, but I gave it three stars and was like good enough <laughs> to yeah. passing grade.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that you gave the first two films. I know you gave more, but the first two films you gave both three stars, but you gave a heart to the second one, and I was like, that's a pretty accurate representation. Yeah, I don't think the 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 second one is so much better than the first one, like I'd sort of been told it was but really? it's just like oh yeah i mean I, this is a better idea it's more the, the second one is the delivery
1: on and on what you were promised mm. but it's
0: like one. knowing that it was like this low budget the super super low budget thing and they and yeah the the first one's a proof of concept and then the second one's the film you wanted to make i'm like yeah i'm fine with that like
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think one thing i didn't like about the first one and it's sort of what I was saying before about it, the characters coming to realization that that the purge is bad. But it's like it's a movie which wants to have these theatrical, lavish villains, like the the guys that wear these creepy masks mm. that come to the door. They're they're all they speak very biblically. They're like, "For it is our right to purge," you mm. know, and like they're, they're speaking yeah. like that. And then everyone else is kind of really grounded and realistic. And it's like, do you want this to be silly and campy, or do you want this to be? Kind of a like class. what would happen? if, yes, if yeah, 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 yeah I,
0: and, I, and, and yeah. I was thinking that it's like I, I was thinking while watching it that it is like this. It's I find it really annoying or distracting when you can tell a film is trying so hard to have iconic imagery, like mm. when they get inside the house when the bad guys get inside the house. One of them is this woman. They've all got these masks. It's like it's a whole thing. Um, and I felt you know they're the, like the LED masks that like light up and they have the X's on the eyes. Mm. You can buy those for like twenty bucks. Like they're like you made from the film them where they on light up. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, I almost bought one, but the the pay button like wouldn't actually click. It was weird. Anyway, <laughs> so the. But yeah, so one of the women is is wearing this wedding dress with a mask and a machete and she is skipping in slow motion down the halls of the house and it's like, you know, on set they were like, this is the iconic shot from The Purge, you know, (laughs) that people are going to be dressing up as Purge Bride and Mm. it's like, yeah, and just there's so much shit in it that is like, oh, I I can, I, I know what you're doing here. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I don't know, there's just a. I just don't like that transparency. I mean, I'm sure um like there's the the behind the scenes story of James Cameron talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger about the line I'll be back and that mm. he Arnold Schwarzenegger was like it should be I will be back because mm. he's a robot. And they had this big debate back and forth and eventually Jim Cameron was like just fucking say I'll be back, like this is going to be the line from the movie. Yeah, right. And it's like, you know, so so I'm sure when they create these super pop, uh, iconic moments of pop culture. They know they're doing it, but I mean, it's the same way as seeing like failed Oscar bait. Yeah. Right. You know, people, people on set thinking they're making something more important than they are. Yeah. is Tragic. Tragic. How I feel
1: doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, so the, yeah. yep. There you go. The, the, the son, Ethan Hawke's son, Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey's son, he lets the homeless guy in. And then he does, I remember, He, like, hides... He helps hide him. Hmm. And basically, he directly leads to his father's death. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, this kid... And I get it that the message of the film is like, well they should be protecting the vulnerable but i think that gets lost in that um sort of trademark fr- char- frustrating younger character mm. the you know the girl from the lost world or any number of other <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. in in spielberg movies like it it falls into that camp of like the only reason we're not blaming this kid is because he's a kid <laughs> mm. but it's it's very frustrating to watch all of this unfold and it's basically all this kid's fault yeah
0: <laughs> there's also a a daughter as well they have a daughter who spends the mm-hmm. entire film in a schoolgirl outfit very mm-hmm. sort of provocative imagery mm-hmm. uh, if you google the purge it says how old is the daughter in the purge and i can tell you she's 17 years old
1: fantastic fantastic thank you for Oh no wait that's that's from a different <laughs> film. how up.
0: old is she supposed to be eight no, she's 18
1: <laughs> wow no comment still i'm sick of commenting on this
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's the whole so she has a boyfriend who just absolutely mm. cannot wait to get into her pants and yeah. he sneaks into their house to yeah. to be purged or to to lock down with them and You know, she's like, no, my dad doesn't let me date. And he's like, I'm going to talk to your dad. I'm going to take care of it. And the purge starts. And it's like, fuck, son, you let someone in the house. And then they're like, oh, daughter's boyfriend. What are you doing here? And he fucking Mm. shoots him. And it's like, and then Ethan Hawke, you know, opens fire back on him because- of course you do and he kills his daughter's boy- boyfriend which is then like not really that big a part of the film i mean the daughter's pretty <laughs> upset about it for a little bit but it's like yeah, yeah. yeah it's just because you know as far as they're concerned it's like oh this nice young man that comes around and mm. you know mm. tries to finger out no he doesn't like him ethan Ork doesn't but, like him because you yeah, no, yeah.
1: he's too old he says yeah he's too old for his daughter
0: but yeah and so i mean i'm sure he was pretty pretty stoked to To do that, but yeah, apparently uh, the the writer was saying originally it was going to be the daughter wanting to kill her dad, but the producers didn't like that, so they made him create the boyfriend character.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, How would you resolve that, I guess, is the question.
0: Yeah, I mean, he just kills his daughter and it's uh, not really brought up again. (laughs) All right, now let's take care of this homeless man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something that I feel is like... um, underutilized in the series that i would have thought would have been all over especially in the first one Hmm. as like very early on you get a whiff that the neighbors are actually planning to kill them i think like it becomes pretty obvious that that's going to be the third act twist and what this movie doesn't do is show you the next day when they're all being neighbors again And I was like, I kind of wish we saw more of that. I kind of wish we saw like someone wrong someone in this egregious way, and then the next day they just have to go back to working together, and it's like illegal to fire them or do anything because what they did was on purge night.
0: I, I this will come up again. I do want to have a Mm. a a big conversation about this, um, -hmm. and so put a pin in that thought because it will come up again.
1: Consider it pinned.
0: Yeah. Where do you think the idea of the purge came from? Because this is ba- it's a completely well, it's a completely original idea. It's based not based on existing work, is what I mean by that. Mm. But where, yeah. where where do you think it came from?
1: Uh, I don't know from uh, d- d- someone <laughs> smoking a little bit of weed and thinking about America. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the kind of idea it seems like.
0: No, uh, uh, James DeMonaco and his wife got into a car accident and. Uh, yeah, the, the the other guy was a drunk driver, and they ended up getting into a bit of a fight. And James hit the guy, and they were you know just so filled with rage. And his wife, apparently, in her anger, said, "God, I, God, I wish you could just get one free murder a year." <laughs> and then apparently, very normally, a very soft spoken. Woman, never quick to anger. And he was like, damn, this is, that's a good idea. This
1: is a crazy and, and impetus for this story. I know. And what
0: a crazy story to tell, you know, mm. about your wife. To, yeah,
1: to let people know that this happened. Yeah, yeah.
0: Be like, yeah, this happened. And then my wife, the fucking psycho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any more thoughts about...
1: What uh, is it? What's what are we looking at on uh, the, yeah, on, the Roto Tomato?
0: Thirty nine percent.
1: very low. Mm. I thought this this is the kind of movie. Movies with this energy get like ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes
0: no, like this these, one
1: these scrappy indie action movies like or thrillers like they get. They usually get, are quite adored, I think, but no, I think thirty nine percent is not an unfair
0: score mm. for this film. Yeah, there is one review. Gary Walcott described the movie as almost the dumbest movie in history. My recommendation is Purge, The Purge, from your weekend movie plans. I'm sure he was very proud. Very. Of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm really interested, though. I mean, I, it's behind a paywall to to actually watch it, but like you know, when when they say something, um. For instance, if Bruce Campbell would refer to the bridge on the river Kwai and he says the bridge over the river Kwai in the subtitles, you would put it in uh, like brackets and just have the correct one. It's like, this is what they meant. Or, you know, if someone leaves out a word or if they're talking and they don't say the person's name and you add it in, the A in almost is in in those brackets. So I don't. Did, did he just do like an apostrophe almost or had he did he do a fun almost. portmanteau that they've fixed there but
1: that is very strange and i was wondering why you were describing all of this grammar to me yeah all of this subtitled best practice yeah well i mean you know I'm,
0: you know a lot about it clearly I'm, I'm glad you you
1: watch my, my Letterboxd work so that you know that I too was was editing Bruce Campbell and being like, you don't know the name of your favorite movie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to The Purge 2? The second, second Purge. The Purge 2. But it's not The Second Purge. It's just The Second Purge yeah. movie. So it is now the following year. This film is set Tomorrow. <laughs> Literally. The world, when we talk about the world of tomorrow, I mean the world of March 21st, 2023. That is when the Purge Anarchy is said.
1: Wow. Tomorrow from when when you're listening to this.
0: Can't believe that didn't come up. Anyway. Yeah. What's the Purge Anarchy about? The Purge
1: Anarchy is what you'd expect from a Purge movie. It's about there's there's an annual Purge and we follow a specific group of people who are caught outside in the Purge and they don't want to die. They don't want to participate. And so it's them sort of like swinging from safe house to safe house. Who are your characters? You've got
0: Frank Grillo. A... Huh? Frank Grillo. Frank,
1: Frank Grillo. Right. So, yeah. So Frank Grillo's is the kind of like know it all like action movie man. Yeah. He he's the the protector of um, a couple of other characters. You've got a woman and her daughter. Um, mm. You've got a recently split up married couple. One played by Kylie Sanchez from uh, Nikki and Paolo from Lost.
0: <laughs> oh <nice>. okay, <laughs> she is
1: she is Nikki of of Nikki and Paolo from nice. Lost. Um and. Yeah, that's that's basically the crew. There's also, like, a, um underground freedom fighter uh, who thinks The Purge is a pretty bad idea. Mm. Um, and I thought he was going to be in multiple movies, but he was swiftly dropped after this. The,
0: uh, Michael K. Williams' character.
1: Michael K. Williams. I thought he was the best part. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know if I need to go into any more specifics than that. It's it's them going from place to place, trying to find safety, led by Frank Grillo. Oh. Lakeith Stanfield is in it for a sh- small scene Mm. Um, and it was a pretty good time I thought it was all right
0: yeah it's yeah I I was disappointed by this and I I hadn't seen this one before but I'd heard for a long time oh they finally got it right in the second one and then the rest aren't Mm. as good kind of thing but yeah this does have the highest of the franchise on Rotten Tomatoes what do you think it is 50 percent 57 percent
1: yeah, I'd say it's the best one in the franchise. Yeah, but... Do you, do you disagree, or does your disappointment sink it even further below others?
0: No, I mean, no, it's probably the best one, I guess. I don't know, they all just blend together. Like, this is the thing that I think disappointed me about watching the franchise as a whole. And I remember a few years ago, because I, I, the first Purge was on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I've seen the first Purge, I might as well watch the first Purge. And... Yeah, just literally just randomly put it on one day because I was intrigued by the idea of, oh, you know, how this how does wacky thing start? Let's have a look at the behind the scenes stuff. And yeah, I was like, yeah. no, this is just another Purge movie. It just happens to be set on Staten Island yeah yeah agreed there's nothing uh, well, there's nothing talking
1: about the fourth movie now yeah um, like i said though, it's like <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't really I have track. anything to
0: say about the specific films i just have well a lot here's why richard
1: here's let's let the cat out of the bag it's because the, the first one's set in the house and then the second four of the same movie with mm. slightly different stakes um mm. And I think this, the second one, the Purge Anarchy gets points for being the first one to do it this way. I think the Purge Election Year is a, probably, if that came out first, if that came out instead of Anarchy, we'd probably like that one more than mm. Anarchy. I think it's just about which one got there first. Then the first Purge, as in the first Purge twenty seventeen, <laughs> is that when it came out twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, that that movie is just it just like fails to be anything significant it's Mm. like this should be so significant because it's a prequel and it's just the same movie and then the forever purge i thought was the the worst one because Mm. it undoes the undoes some of the events of the purge election we'll get to that that was silly yeah
0: yeah so the purge anarchy The general consensus looking at a bunch of different reviews is that it's a slight improvement.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mm.
0: Yeah, let's... um, I mean, I I actually didn't really write anything down about the second one. It's the only one I haven't written anything down about because it was just... um, yeah, apparently, Frank, well, I, I, Frank Grillo loved the black car so much he offered to buy it, but he wasn't allowed to. <laughs>
1: okay, we're in, we're in this territory of of trivia now. Yeah. Um, I I'm I think like we would be forgiven to that we find it a bit difficult to differentiate, particularly two and three. So why don't we like talk about maybe yeah, two because and three, three as f- the end of the first trilogy? Yeah, three
0: together. follows on quite well from it, so. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's now what twenty? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's so. It's this is weird. So, cut. To the We're talking about the purge election year now. What is the purge mm. election year about? The we the years of this one is kind of strange because the purge anarchy the election, is yeah. like explicitly the next year, but then we're supposed to believe that the purge has been going for eighteen years. But Frank Grillo is like not for like it's just
1: No, it's been going for like seventeen years by the purge anarchy.
0: Uh, according to this, I, I've got an official timeline. Okay, yep. And and, and it has yeah the first film's twenty twenty two, second film is twenty twenty three. And then the fourth film is twenty forty. Oh
1: the fourth film is.
0: Sorry, the th- <laughs> the third film is twenty forty.
1: The third film is twenty forty.
0: Yeah. Because And they-
1: Frank Grillo looks exactly the yeah, same.
0: Because they stitch themselves up by being because the it's about a presidential candidate played by Elizabeth Mitchell, also from Lost. Also and from Lost,
1: probably shared scenes with Nikki.
0: Yeah. And did you know? Did you pick up the Lost reference in this? What is it? Uh, in the opening scene, uh, she's stealing an Apollo candy bar.
1: Oh wow! What what a strange thing to put a Lost reference in.
0: Well, I mean, you've got. An actor from Lost in it, so...
1: But she's, you know, you don't put, like, a reference to Pet Detective and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. There actually is a reference to it in that.
0: Is there? That was a bad example.
1: (laughs) Was there actually a reference?
0: Yeah, yeah, when he's... uh, You know the scene where, like, the camera pans around and he's playing Joel, like, in his memory and Mm. now. And he's, like, just Mm. switches the beanie off and runs behind the camera. Hmm. Yeah, and one of those he climbs out of an elf, uh, rhino's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you had me going. You had me going.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, right. So, so she needs to to have like lived a life destroyed by the purge. Yeah,
0: because she had her whole family killed in front of her on a purge night eighteen years
1: 2040. ago. Twenty
0: forty. Yeah.
1: 2040, this is supposed to be set and the world doesn't look very different well, from do you, now. Know,
0: <laughs> do you know the uh the Forever Purge is set in the same year as Blade Runner 2049.
1: This is crazy stuff. This is broken. I'll fix it for you. Don't put Frank Grillo in it then. <laughs> mm. Or just don't <laughs> or, have her or,
0: family be killed make- in a purge like have it, have it not be her as a kid, like when her family was killed. Yeah.
1: Just like yeah, that's there's, exactly. There's yeah, millions
0: yeah. of reasons someone could. This hate is the, the purge. worst
1: decision they could have landed on for, for for having their cake and eating it too. So what? <laughs> how many years has the purge been going for in the purge anarchy? Uh,
0: twenty four. Twenty four years. Oh, so sorry. In an anarchy, Ugh. uh, in the purge <laughs> anarchy, it's been going for seven years
1: seven years so they really were like it has to be 18 it cannot not be 18 let's cast Frank Grillo again as a man who looks quite youthful anyway like mm. it's not like he's like the kind of it's not like Tim Robbins in the Shawshank Redemption where you're like well he, you know he probably would look like that more or less for 20 years it's like <laughs> but this is a man who looks distinctly like 37 <laughs> for <laughs> this, whole, this whole period
0: <laughs> Yeah. So so what is the purge election year about
1: election year about is elizabeth uh what's her name elizabeth
0: uh elizabeth mitchell. mitchell
1: she is a senator running for president because the new founding fathers which i don't know if we've talked about much yet um uh the people that put in place the purge
0: it's the america's like third political party after republicans yeah, right. and democrats right
1: Right. Um, And because um, her family were killed in a purge 18 years ago, she is motivated to run for office and get rid of the purge. Um, And that is her plan. uh, And she is stitched up by her bodyguards and the the rule that um you can't kill politicians of class 10 or higher is taken away in the name of fairness but it's actually by the so new that, founding fathers yeah but it's actually so that they can k- try and kill her um so frank grillo is one of her bodyguards he's the only one that doesn't betray her so he you know bodyguards her across town <laughs> we're also joined town. <laughs> we're also joined by like a um like a bodega owner and mm. their friends um and in the end she it is she wins the election and abolishes the purge
0: Mm. presumably forever yeah because we resorted to a prequel for the next one yeah exactly yes Mm. so again i i knew about this one for a while i heard oh the next one is the purge election year it came out in 20 16, so the same year of the US election, where, Mm. uh, you know, famously Donald Trump won and
1: usually when you
0: say famously you're referring
1: to something very inside baseball that not like aj famously likes sandwiches like this person who's not even famous famously does something but you just referred to donald trump winning the 2016 election with the same cadence in your voice with the same energy and it's like no richard that actually is maybe one of the most famous things to have ever happened
0: (laughs) yeah Anyway, so the (laughs) interesting thing about this, the tagline for this film was keep America great. Wow. Which Donald Trump clearly saw and thought Mm. that ain't bad. And he used that for his 2020 re-election. So this was like, that's not just a coincidence that the purge election year used it. Uh, Make America great again was already quite famously Donald Trump's slogan. And then, Mm -hmm. so it was a play on that. And then he ended up using that for his re-election campaign, which he famously lost. And yeah, I, I, I loved the idea of, you know, oh, a politician trying to abolish the purge and really going into more of the political side of things because that's what I'm kind of most fascinated about in this franchise is the how do how do we end up here you know and no instead it's just a it's just a uh escort mission
1: yeah yeah exactly do you know what is fascinating what, what i want to talk about with the political satire in this franchise is something you don't see a lot of richard and that is political satire that like politically i agree with but the satire is so dumb and it's very rare you see, like, really numbskulled left-wing political satire, right?
0: Like, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash (laughs) weight loss.
1: It's very strange to see something that's so bleeding heart liberal, but that is also like just like has the boneheadedness of like something famous Republicans Sylvester Stallone might make you know like Mm. like I usually associate this style of movie with these like secretly Republican action stars but this is definitely not Republican yeah and so
0: this is kind of you know talking about the franchise as a whole this is my big problem with the franchise is that like I would love to see the purge election year as made by like Jordan Peele like, right. these are, yeah. like, I guess, yeah, you can call them satires, but they're not really. And it's right. like, The Purge should be a satire. The Purge should be hilarious. Yeah. But but one of those things, it's like, you don't realize it's funny, but once it's pointed out to you that it's funny, you're like, oh my God, this film was fucking hilarious.
1: Yeah, right. Like, so,
0: yeah, you yeah. should feel like, <sighs> there, there is subtext and there is like more going on. But like Let uh, me give people really. an example of
1: the subtext in the purge franchise. In the first purge, as in the f- the fourth purge, <laughs> the the movie called The First Purge, there is a scene, um, and that, that film was heavily like marketed with Trump imagery. Like the, the poster was a Make America Great Again cap that just said the, the first, first purge, purge and July fourth it. was its release. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Um so like that was that was like laden with um with with Trump-ish imagery, mm. right? There is a scene in that movie where one of the main characters is a, is attacked by purges and they're in a gutter and they're in like mm. the sewers and they're reaching up and one of them is like basically trying to like grope her, her by the pussy. Crotch. And she she kills them or kicks them away and says, Fuck you, pussy grabbers. This is the level of left-wing satire we are dealing with is like stuff that that doesn't make you think of like it doesn't it doesn't leave you to go, you know, that's actually pretty similar to the real Mm. world. It's stuff that makes you go, remember that from the real world?
0: (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I think, you know, we were talking about how overt it is with this message, one thing that I would be remiss not to mention is that these are all um, the produced by Platinum Dunes Mm. production company which is Michael Bay's production company so he was a producer on all of these films wow because of course he was yeah probably thought he's not very very,
1: he's pretty um, he's pretty conservative isn't he that's interesting I don't know It's money money speaks doesn't it doesn't matter
0: money speaks
1: nothing Hollywood loves more than making a movie about the poor and what's that line from the simpsons
0: nothing
1: what there's a little (laughs) line in the simpsons that's a joke about how like the rich and powerful hollywood producers love making films about how evil rich people are
0: Mm.
1: which is true look at parasite winning best picture and then everyone taking home ten thousand dollar gift bags
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Mm. what did you think of the purge election year
1: I thought it was a prob about as good as the the Purge Anarchy. Mm. Again, if I think if it came out first, people would probably like it more. What does it have on, on Roddy T's?
0: This one has so the last one had fifty-seven, this one has fifty-five. Interesting. So it's Okay, the- we're
1: on our way to even a a um a gold a gold star franchise. Mm.
0: Also interestingly about this franchise is that the first four films, each one grossed more than the last. The Forever Purge came out during still during the pandemic, so it had that against it. So Hmm. it's, um, but I mean, that's interesting, like especially for this kind of franchise that you know, up until the fourth purge, which is entitled The First Purge, you are still getting, you know, whatever the opposite of diminishing returns is. Hmm. Returns, exceeding (laughs) returns, (laughs) exponential growth. Yeah. So, did you know that? According to IMDb trivia, this was actually the final Purge film until they had announced another one.
1: It does, yeah. I know that's very silly, but it is. <laughs> it does feel like it's the end, the capping off, yeah, of James
0: DeMonaco. You know that he's he directed the first three, mm. and yeah, it, it's it's very much there. After part two, they were going to make a, pre- a prequel telling the story of the first Purge, but it was frank grillo accepted the offer to come back so they said oh okay we'll, we'll do something
1: oh more. right well we'll facilitate the script then so that the character having not aged a day since the second film could
0: come back <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a couple other pieces of vine to trivia
1: god you must be like the screenwriters or the director anyone on set who knows that this is supposed to be set what like 20 years later mm.
0: It Just must be, must
1: be like they're feeling so frustrated. Being like, he's clearly not twenty years older. Why <laughs> did we do it this way? Yeah, what an easy problem to solve. That's so make fun.
0: him look older. Yeah, couple at of at least other pieces of dumb be trivia. One is the people on the posters for this film all die. Okay,
1: that's kind of cool. What
0: well, it true? It's because the posters for this film feature the guy dressed as uh, Uncle Sam. And his sort of cronies who appear for maybe a minute in the whole film and are immediately Mm. killed. And so it's like Is this
1: the one where there's a whole storyline about foreigners coming to America to participate in the purge? purge? Which feels like a weirdly like you know like foreigners coming to america is a very charged idea mm. to commit violence um, and then it's just not really focused on it sets it up and then nothing really happens with it
0: yeah i mean I, like the idea of purge tourists that's a great idea good idea like these Do are a things whole movie that, about it that would be of great a to yeah. mm. the purge tourism so in three unrelated movies Forrest gump con air and the purge election year okay Uh, wait let me guess
1: let me guess yeah um someone is dressed as a character and says a certain line or something
0: no so the the actor who plays (laughs) Bubba from Forrest Gump is in this film and in all three of those films he befriends the hero gets shot in the stomach and has one last conversation with the hero before dying or getting hauled away in an ambulance
1: incredible (laughs) this is incredible stuff (laughs) that's so funny
0: so as we have alluded to before, there is another film that came after mm. the fourth purge. Alluded to? It's, it's actually called the first that. purge.
1: Wait, I thought we already covered the first. No, purge. No, see AJ, what well, I we I'm covered? Confused.
0: <laughs> okay, so the first film was just called the purge. We sort of colloquially ah. referred to it as the first purge, but there is actually a film that's official title is. The first purge. It came out in twenty eighteen. It was directed by Gerard McMurray. And what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? So Anarchy had fifty seven, election year had fifty five. What do you think this has?
1: I reckon this is like forty. It's fifty six. Wow. Sits in the middle. that's pretty equal then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought everyone hated this one. that was the attitude that I had going into it was right. thinking everyone hated this one. I didn't think it was that <laughs> much worse than the other. Well three. that's the thing it's like it's it's <laughs>
0: not actually a departure from the formula, so it's like, oh no. okay, so yeah, exactly. this one was directed by Gerard McMurray. uh, rather than James DeMonaco wrote it. Frank Grillo Mm. said in an interview that he would only return for the fourth film if the script was good, the script was really good, and James DeMonaco will have something to do with the movie. Uh, He's not in this film.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, he would have had to be... (laughs) like 18 years old and presumably
0: still look (laughs) it's so funny the idea like because quite often it's like oh you know like they're working on an idea and you know if the script's really good that they talk about that when they're back in the film but you don't often Mm. hear it about someone that's Mm. like yeah i'll come back if the script's really good and they don't return but yeah what is this one about
1: (laughs) so this is um the four the new founding fathers have just come into power and it is their plan to uh do something they call the the staten island experiment which is that for one night and one night only all crime on staten island will be legal and it's basically the i th- so it's, it's basically another purge movie where characters are stuck out in the open when they don't want to be etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera. i'm not even going to go into the who the characters are because it's Doesn't not matter. really that not really that interesting it's not really about that but what i did think is is most interesting is that in this you get um a behind the scenes uh because marissa tomei is yeah plays a, plays a government official of this who through her storyline we learn that the purge as they are operating it is not actually working Mm. and there are there aren't that many deaths happening people are mostly just staying inside and so someone from the government sends mercenaries to start fucking shit up on staten island and start creating the need to retaliate from its citizens which i think is and a valid
0: paid a bunch of people to stay on staten island for the experiment yes, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah yeah and i think that's a valid and interesting wrinkle to put in the timeline that that we, you know before when i was saying the weird thing about the purge is that it, it works mm. and that feels at odds with what it's trying to say politically like this is at least some kind of acknowledgement that well it had to be forced to work mm. and that is again a very american thing it's very american for a result a political result to be achieved through gerry what's it called gerrymandering yeah that's essentially what was happening what is happening in this movie and i thought that was a cool idea as i said what i didn't like about it is that it's other than that it doesn't really do anything significant enough to be like see where it all began Mm. um and so i kind of didn't like that about it but i liked i liked that the government, yeah, the, exactly. The espionage stuff, like
0: yeah, like I said, like this is the stuff I'm most interested in when it comes to this mm. franchise. And it's interesting, yeah, like like you said, this is a very American franchise, and I hope American knows. I hope our American listeners know. The rest of the world is laughing at you with these films.
1: <laughs> I think they know by now. <laughs> yeah. So
0: like, we look at the Purge and we go, "Fuck yeah, this this could happen tomorrow." And I mean, mm. it did happen tomorrow in, in the third film, but yeah, the In yeah. second in oh, second film, and the but yeah, it's like yeah, this is this is the kind of shit America would do, a a a a, a political party calling themselves the New Founding Fathers, that's mm. right up your fucking alley. You guys are yeah, probably right for guys. them, not our necessarily, <laughs> but not
1: our listeners. don't count in the Americans. I oh, know, no,
0: making no. fun of right now. But yeah, it's like, and you know, they're probably there's probably a lot of people in those in those red states that watch the purge and go fuck god I'd love to
1: yeah yeah and, and the political satire is like cleanly swept over their heads mm. like they're not seeing it as a as a um c- condemnation on like this sort of American right to do whatever I want kind of thing. Mm. It's like, they see it as being like, you better be fucking Yeah, I can do whatever I want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No government's going to come and take that my guns.
1: Mm, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, the idea of like the purge is one of few franchises that I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. Do a prequel.
1: Yeah. Right. Good point.
0: Yeah. it's, It's like, like one, because just five years in, it is so normalized by the time mm. we, we catch up with Ethan Hawke and his family that, mm. yeah, it's like, yeah, how the fuck did the whole country get on board with this? Because yeah. the first one, it's like people are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you don't, the parents say to the kids, oh, you don't remember what it was like before the purge, yada, yada. But mm. it's like, yeah, the, like, I would love to see so much more of that process of how did the public become okay with yeah. this? Because- yeah. It's not really a thing in the first one that you have lesions of people that are like, no, no, this is pretty fucked up. I mean, it comes up obviously mm. in later films, but yeah, it's, I mean, the first film I guess is so self-contained that, mm. you know, maybe they just don't have room for that kind of stuff. But yeah, then the fact there was, that There like, was a time yeah.
1: before Trump where I thought um, comparing politicians you didn't like to Hitler was like a counterintuitive- argument ruining point like you say always Mm. like hitler and you go okay now we're now we're not being serious Mm. in our argument and then after trump i'm like he was quite like hitler (laughs) (laughs) and and so it's one of these things where it's like well the purge could never happen and it's like maybe not in a fun hollywood way but in a lot of ways, it kind of already is happening. Mm. You know, like in a lot of ways, the, the poor are targeted. And the idea of these people who are relying on the government dying is actually a very appealing idea to certain chapters of government. And so appealing, in fact, they might even push and allow for these deaths to happen so that they don't have the same burden. Like it is there is a purge, Richard, and it's, it's slow and it's ugly and Frank Grillo is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> uh, and and as easy as it like this sounds like i'm complimenting the franchise but i'm saying almost the opposite it doesn't lean into the the um
0: the real world like yeah, yeah it
1: it it seems to become like for for all the parallels it draws it still seems to be comfortably in the like this could still never happen phase and it's Mm. like what if it took itself a touch more seriously you
0: know or even a touch less seriously like yeah give us a a trump give us a trump parallel who like a very very thinly veiled trump parallel who Mm. was the the guy that created the first purge like if there's any franchise that should be doing you know that kind of surface level fucking bullshit it's this Mm. yeah or it should be cleverer than that
1: yeah and instead it exists in like popcorn feature film like popcorn blockbuster the the worst like part of the spectrum of, of satire of how you know how to like communicate this message to people it's it's firmly in the in the part where like the people who don't get it are going to think this movie's awesome and the people that do get it are going to hate the movie <laughs> mm. so you're not you're not pleasing anyone yeah you not. I, no, it's never reaching its full potential
0: but like if i'm sure if you spoke to james DeMonaco about it he would be like you know i just thought what if a kid his body grew older than his brain yeah sorry i was actually talking about the purge Mr. Demonic, right right yeah yeah (laughs) sorry I get you (laughs) but he but yeah it's like he would have all the same stuff it's been
1: a while since I've seen Jack Richard I'm sorry (laughs) but it's
0: he he would say all the same things you said about like you know there kind of is a purge going on and that people Mm. you know poor people are being targeted and that's why I wrote these films yada yada but it's just like maybe he's just not a good enough writer
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love the way we, we take people down so soullessly on this
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> it's never like, I didn't quite agree with this. It's always like, I've come to the realisation that- He's your an art idiot! Is invalid. <laughs> your art is invalid and you as an artist aren't good enough to communicate the ideas that are clearly very important to
0: you. Uh, yeah. Any, anything else to say about the first purge?
1: Which, the first purge or the first so, purge?
0: We, we, we kept that off a little while ago.
1: Oh, sorry. I thought we were still talking about the first purge. Richard, the forever purge. It opens with uh, uh, us being told that the the whole point of the purge election year is essentially null and void, and that she got voted out off screen. Well, no, she she, she served her fathers. two
0: years, is her two term right. sentence. So the purge has right. been gone for nine years. The new founding father- fathers, new founding are- fathers, <laughs> <laughs> they I think they are. Wow. That I yeah, they're they're reelected after her two terms. Hmm
1: i just found that so frustrating mm. i was like oh, that was a good like when you've got this timeline and we went from this purge to this purge to the to the last purge you've still got you could do prequels in other places mm. like it doesn't need to be the first purge it could be one we just haven't seen and in this case it is kind of different because of what reasons we'll get into but yeah. like if i was writing a purge movie i would place it somewhere in the timeline in which I could still tell a story without undoing the ending of it eventually being abolished. Yeah. So and that's why I rated this one two and a half stars instead of three stars. Yeah, like a little. <laughs> so
0: I remember that after the first purge came out, it was, sorry, the, I'm talking about the first purge. Which but, one? Yeah. Sorry. The, okay. the, after that came out, there was, it was one of those, like the franchise is done. Oh wait, I have one more really cool idea and then it was, because mm-hmm. I, I remember this, uh, this was one that was delayed because of COVID. And so it appeared on our upcoming Films of the Year podcast a couple of times. And I remember yeah. it being like, yeah, the, the writer being saying, I've got just one last really cool idea that I have to get out, and it's going to end the franchise in a great way. And what was his idea
1: the idea is basically that uh after it comes back after nine years people are so thirsty to purge that after the alarm bell goes at 7 a.m the next morning the purge does not stop and there is a group of people announcing the forever purge and uh the idea is that it goes forever um, and never stops. And so the main characters who are a group of whoever's um, are trying to get through Mexico's currently open borders because that will allow for them to escape into Mexico. Um, and they do that. Mm-hmm. And the end of the movie basically says the purge will go forever in America.
0: Yeah. It's um, if, it, if it if l- the, the purge, the level, the government has lost control of America. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, It ends with this aerial shot where just every city is fucking on fire. Mm. And yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it feels like another, the, what is it? Uh, Rambo Last Blood, where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, what if we had Mexicans? Because like, you know, that that, I, I... i feel like there it is feels
1: the opposite end of the spectrum to rambo last blood which was like mexicans are evil and if you if you cross the border into mexico you will immediately get abducted by <laughs> yeah. these gangsters immediately it'll be the first thing that <laughs> happens to you
0: but yeah that was uh, yeah sort of what i was expecting going into the film that it was this kind of like well what if it happened in mexico because it's just like the purge every day down there
1: (laughs) (laughs) well and instead it's more like i think more what this movie is doing is playing with the like what if americans were trying to get across the border to mexico instead Mm. and i think that's there's you know that made me exhale sharply out my nose when i realized that's (laughs) what the plan was and and that it's it's more about like presenting in mexico as the safe haven instead of america for for a change and that was kind of interesting i'm struggling to remember like anything else that happens in this movie i saw about 14 hours ago (laughs) um
0: (laughs) so the the director is a mexican as well he doesn't have a wikipedia page his name is uh, Everardo Valerio Gout.
1: <laughs> the director's Mexican, therefore he doesn't have a Wikipedia page because Wikipedia do not recognise Mexico. <laughs> but he look it up. Look up Mexico on Wikipedia. There's no page.
0: <laughs> yeah, he directed a, a National <laughs> Geographic series called Mars, which was why he was hired. But and also uh, one of the main characters is played by Tenoch Huerta, who was mm-hmm. the played um, Namor in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever.
1: Nice. There's also the guy who played Hansi from Fargo in this. Um, He's pretty cool. I liked seeing him.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, Yeah. yeah, There Do do you think this idea was good enough to continue the franchise?
1: I think that there are probably ideas that exist that are good enough to continue the franchise. This kind of felt like it broke its own rules. And it was like, as soon as people kept killing, I was like, well, wouldn't they just do this every year? Like, Hmm. it feels like... They've done such a Hail Mary in saying that it actually has solved crime worldwide or nationwide that by doing it like this, it's like, well, this doesn't really play up to the, like the, the intellectual state of what you've told us this version of America is. Mm. Um, So I don't know. I thought probably not, I guess is my answer. What did you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's like, they they have announced a sixth film. And so we'll get to that. There is a sort of a plot for that one announced, but yeah, it is, the ending isn't enough like the the Fight Club, oh God, what have I done sort of ending of, oh wow, this thing has gotten out of control and it's bigger than what I intended it to be now. And it's... I guess it is kind of a sequel tease, but yeah, I think there needed to be more of a moment of... And I mean, maybe it's just that... You know, this franchise doesn't really make me feel things. So at the end, when I see, you see that America is literally on fire, you know, I mean, I guess, it. you know, I actually kind of think there's there's already a purge going on in society. There's
1: already a bit of a fire that America is on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So the, the director of this film has said that if aliens were to come down to earth, the purge the first one would be one of the 10 films that they would he would show them to represent who we are what do you think of that statement
1: the director said he would show them his own film no no
0: so the director of the fifth film said that he would that the first film represents humanity
1: i think that'd be a very dangerous thing to show an alien Mm who's capable who's like you know comprehension when we don't know you know like is it gonna think this is real have you seen galaxy quest they would have thought it was real in galaxy quest Mm, well i mean that might have been one of his other 10
0: films i don't know
1: that's true Maybe the first,
0: maybe because I mean he's he's joining this franchise on the fifth film. Maybe he's just a big fan. He's shown them ten films, cinema paradiso, you know, to show people the power of film. And then he's just like, "And this one's fucking sick. This one
1: fucking rocks." (laughs) What about this? A sequel to Galaxy Quest, where the aliens have seen the film Galaxy Quest Mm. and think it's real,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and they kidnap Tim Allen.
1: But therefore, they don't think. They don't think like Gilligan's Island is real (laughs) because (laughs) in Galaxy Quest, they explicitly say that Gilligan's Island wasn't real. (laughs) So (laughs) they get that, but they think Galaxy Quest did happen.
0: So very strangely, our good friends at the Now Playing Podcast have Mm. only reviewed The Forever Purge. How
1: mysterious. What what, What did they give
0: it? So it's out of, you know, Three thumbs up. Three, so it's either recommended or not recommended, and there's three of them each give their score. So I what,
1: reckon they gave it three not recommends. They gave
0: it three recommends.
1: Insane. Yeah. What are you up to now playing? Excited to get out of now, playing, a pretty clear now leaving.
0: What are you now playing at? <laughs> so that is more or less the purge franchise as we know it. Although. Yes. There is more to come. There is a sixth film on the horizon. Jason Blum of Blumhouse Productions said that he intends to make more films and is working on convincing DeMonaco to continue the story. That's what he said in 2021. That's
1: always good. Uh, cre- that's always creatively rich yeah. when the the head of the creative head of something is forced to write a new sequel.
0: Yeah, so he said that up until four months ago, sometime in 2021, said, up until four months ago, there's DeMonaco had intended the Forever Purge to be the final of the franchise, and then one day just woke up with another idea. They could, quote, flip this thing upside down, and we can continue in a way that people can enjoy. And then the, upside the down story purge. for Purge 6 includes, get this, Frank Grillo returning. Oh, my God. The story includes a now- and As an
1: 80-year-old man.
0: <laughs> yeah. The story includes a now worldwide purge an idea that had originally yeah. intended for the third season of the now canceled television series, which we will get to. Okay. And, uh, Demonico is now signing on as director as well. It's will take place 10 years after the forever purge now in 2059. And so the portrayal of the dystopian tribalized America, um, will be, and it's in the midst of the second American Civil War, and it's going to be a very Escape from New York kind of thing, apparently. So Just
1: like the other ones are Escape from New York kind of things. Yeah, so it will now- Is it still going to be set in America, even though it's a global purge?
0: Yeah, so it's, and also just, uh, if you're keeping track at home, it's, so it's now another 19 years after his last appearance.
1: (laughs) uh well what are we calling this one what do you reckon i reckon I, I like the idea that the first three are the purge something and the second three are the something purge yeah. i reckon the global purge the world purge the worldwide purge could be a cool title
0: yeah it, it'll be it'll be called like the purge civil war or something like that
1: yeah oh, so that you don't think they'll do what i want them to
0: no nah, so it'll be like the demonico directed ones are the purge something uh, but anyway okay. so yeah the purge tv series this was around for 20 episodes 2018-2019 two 10 episode seasons uh, it is set between first season takes place in 2027 20, second one takes place in 2036 so they're kind of anthology wow, series so, Wow! so okay. the first season follows several seemingly unconnected characters as they experience the purge night of 2027 and it's kind of just you know that night and it's all mm-hmm. what's going on so i think you know It's spread out across one night. But I wanted to talk about the second season because the second season, I will say, apparently not very good. Apparently none of the show is very good. But this (laughs) to me is like, this is why you make a fucking Purge TV show. So the second season begins with the end of the Purge night, 2036. And then it deals with the characters dealing with the consequences of that night for the next year. So one story is an ex-police officer have become bank robbers now. One is a new founding father's of America, a detective following a suspicious killing of a scientist friend and discovers many of their peers have also been killed in suspicious circumstances. Uh, college this sounds great. <laughs> college fraternity members who went out to collect items and. Uh, to do like a purge night scavenger hunt, ended up getting into some serious shit and are now dealing with the PTSD of that. A husband and wife who survive an assailant only to discover that it was a hitman sent to kill the husband and now have to investigate why. Clear connections between these characters and their stories become apparent as the plot unfolds, apparently. But yeah, it's like, yeah, that's that would have been my continue the franchise, that the purge should be set after the purge.
1: Yeah, that sounds better than any of the movies. Hmm. Yeah, it's got like forty percent of Rotten tomatoes and like shocking. <laughs> shocking.
0: Yeah, right. although I will say, so the uh the C se- the series finale, the last episode of season two is called seven oh one AM and it's about um actually to be fair, I don't know what it's about, but it opens with um uh some people have bought this new security system and they're having a problem. So they call up the guy who sold it to them and it's Ethan Hawke, uh, and just makes a brief cameo appearance in the finale reprising his character.
1: And the 2036 set. I don't know. It could be
0: a flashback or something. I I watched the little clip. I, there's not much context in it, but they, they brought him back for a little cameo. So that's cool. That's nice. AJ, do you have a Continue the Franchise?
1: Yeah, my Continue the Franchise, Richard, is called The Locked Down Purge. Nice. Or The Lockdown Purge. Playing off, you know, as The Purge series does, plays off um, uh, current nomenclature that makes you, that elicits certain imagery. <laughs> um, and here, but but it's not during a COVID lockdown. It's what happens when The Purge Day happens in like a maximum security prison. Oh, yeah, that's my question, and so they would lock it down, right,
0: mm. and so
1: that no one could get out, but this is obviously where they do get out and it's and because so much of what I wanted to see in these purge movies was like is w- anyone robbing banks? is anyone like tr- doing these like like the the purge movies are all about people wanting to survive, none of them are about what would you do if crime was legal for a night mmm you know because those are generally the bad guys but what not every crime is you know is bad? inherently bad like what you know so like i that's where it came from is like what what happens in a prison what happens in, and this is where i think the series should have gone after the first purge is is focus on these niche the sorry the fourth film right. the first purge um as as focus on these niche places that could exist anywhere on the timeline like a prison or a school or something mm. like that where it's like what happens when there's no rules in, and and it would harken back you could do it lower budget harken back to what the first one's like um so yeah i would set it in a prison that's the extent
0: i the one thing that I, we we should have talked about is what would you do on purge night
1: stay home i'd be so fucking scared dude yeah yeah. and no, I'm not going out. I'm staying in my loft.
0: Yeah, I think I would have gone out, I would have like s- done something when I was like 17 and I would have fucking regretted it and I would never do that again.
1: <laughs> I would I've got a I live in a in a loft with a trapdoor. I would literally move my bed atop the trapdoor mm. and just go to sleep.
0: I would throw Molotov cocktails in your window. That'd have be been my thing.
1: You bitch! Why would you do that? <laughs>
0: there, there's there's interesting things that are like that, that, like I would love to see more little implications of the world of the purge and maybe these things could be explored in my continue the franchise which i'll get to in a moment mm-hmm. but like things like surely all flights are grounded for the night of the purge mm. right mm. because you could hide. you could hide what if one. there
1: was a red eye you know mm. there's there's another there's the sequel to lockdown purge just the the mile high purge mm. right where it's it's like that's a great idea, right? Like a, a flight is delayed so that it has to t- take off during the purge or mm. is is in the air during the purge. And it's like a snakes on a plane deal. Yeah, like, But you
0: know? the, like I was talking about this with Andrew when we watched the first one as well, that it's like all the crimes where you'd be like, huh, I would commit fraud in, or like I would buy things illegally. It's like these are s- things that are s- so hard to just do one night. Mm. Um, I mean, I would, I would just probably just illegally download movies. Which I don't normally do, but the- you know,
1: I bet, I bet video piracy is actually a, a is like a class eleven crime or something. Like it's <laughs> it's too illegal for the, the to be legal during the purge. I would maybe yeah, I'd maybe loot. I'd maybe loot a big department store. Mm. You know, someone who's not going to be truly hurt by me stealing stuff. Yeah, I'd go to the warehouse.
0: Wherever loot a of TV. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. It's an interesting thought experiment, isn't it? What would we do? They
1: made five movies about it. That's how interesting mm. of a thought experiment
0: it is. So my Continue the Franchise is a video game, and it's called Survive the Purge.
1: Yes, Richard.
0: And this could potentially be a VR experience because I recently got <laughs> PlayStation VR 2. And tell you what, Poor put me back in that in that digital world I I feel like you said garbage. on the last post-credit scene I that I wanted you to live in the oasis, oasis. And, and I secretly thought you know VR can possibly be that immersive but now I've been in I've simulated a job and I and I want to live in there I want to live in that that job very cool but the um but, but okay so here's my idea is that and this is like, doesn't even necessarily have to be a video game. This could be a TV series or whatever. But I think this lends itself to being a game. But I, the idea I had is that you would play, I I, I always just pictured it as playing as a woman and it would be like, I would love to see It's like shuffling randomly through years of her life. So each level would be a different purge. And so it would be, and you get glimpses of her story and, you know, there would always be some convoluted reason why you have to be outside during the purge or why you have to get from A to B on purge night. But so it's like, say, you know, the first one, it's like, you are mid fifties, you are single, you have the reason you're doing the purge for whatever reason. The second level is you are 32, you've just got married Uh, your husband Ah, dies at the end of that purge non-linear then or or, um or you know and then then randomly you do one purge where you're pregnant and then you do one purge where you have a 17 year old daughter that you have to protect and then you have one where you're a teenager and then the next one and so it's like this whole non-linear narrative and then you would also like you know that could be the difficulty curve as well and so it would certain ones would be action ones certain ones would be like very stealth sort of base levels and you know you'd have ones that would be essentially escort missions but yeah they it would it would be interesting to try i mean you would have to get someone who's kind of into the purge because you couldn't just come up with that many reasons why oh i'm outside again mm.
1: Mm. yeah no that's cool man i love it thank you great idea
0: mm. So what else have we so got to do?
1: French wise, Richard. Why did they French this? What did so? Oh, is this just a case of the first one making first? A lot one of made money? a
0: lot of money for, and it was a very cheap movie to make. And mm. yeah, I think that the Blumhouse as a studio was sort of just burgeoning in popularity, and they would have been looking for a big, um, you know, IP to to latch yeah. onto and also this thing has the you know why do you make a sequel to the purge it's like so you can do the idea you intended to do
1: yeah yeah exactly nice Alrighty, well is that the does that bring us to a certain point in the show it does we need to to rank that franchise over at letterboxd so this is where we decide um, uh, where what? How bad is this franchise compared to other franchises we've covered? So, Richard, where would you think um, we should rank? Have you the, got
0: the letterbox list up? I'm about to. Okay, I I forgot to get it up. Yep.
1: Where do where do we reckon the Purge lands? The Purge is like a a franchise of three star films that almost feels like it. Um, Ends up being like a 3.5 star franchise because Mm. of how many three. three Is this a gold star franchise? I think so. What do you think? What's what's the Ron Tomatoes of The Forever Purge?
0: Uh, That's a good point. Forever Purge, Ron Tomatoes is 49.
1: Right, so everything is. I think it can still get a gold star if the first film is the lowest rated in the franchise. It's actually pretty incredible. And how many times have we come across that before? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just sort of glancing at at these these. Uh, I would say let's go 76. But so it's not as good as the Psycho franchise, but it's better than the Rugrats franchise. Yeah, Does that sound good. Let's put it there. So that's number 76. It's the 76th best franchise we've ever covered. Um, and I'll do the um, Gold Star later. Nice. Uh, and yeah, that that is that that brings us to where we select our next we franchise, which our is next franchise over on patreon.com slash people have been typing and voting away on what the next franchise we're going to cover is um, and before you reveal it Richard I would just like to say that if people have enjoyed our talk about the purge why not support us on patreon patreon.com slash for as little as a dollar you get to be involved in shit like this where you tell us which movies to watch um, and you can also if you can't support us financially you can support us by liking us on Instagram and Twitter and of course this isn't exactly support but you should join the Discord. Discord. Discord, where you can come and tell us about how cleansed you would feel after the purge. Richard, what is the franchise for the next fortnight?
0: So our franchise for the next fortnight is consists of what? Five five films, yeah. Mm. That's right, and it is the Hannibal franchise. Hannibal. This has been a long time coming. Hannibal the cannibal
1: what a ridiculous thing to be at the center of a very serious (laughs) series you know yeah um cool so that that'll be what that's manhunter manhunter science of the the lambs
0: Lambs, hannibal red dragon and hannibal rising Hmm.
1: it's interesting that the that late in the franchise they call one of them hannibal all right, everyone, uh, see you next week. I um, hope you enjoyed The Purge and us talking about it. Yes, and, it. Uh, and
0: yeah, we will be doing a Cult Elders episode coming up. Yes. That, that will be yep, next so week. So tell us your
1: thoughts. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we will be doing a post credit scene after this music ends. Right now. Hi, and welcome to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode, review, donate, $5 or more over at patreon.com slash You get to give us some you talk about in this, the post-credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what
0: is it? Today's one comes to us from Michael Prefontaine, who says, if you were a pirate captain, what would your name be and what would be the name of your ship?
1: My, I would be Alexander Swashbuckle and I would be the captain of the mozzarella. Oh, really? What about you? I'd yep. be...
0: Captain Stinky Balls.
1: Interesting. You're going to own that, huh? Mm, yeah. And your ship would be called Captain Stinky Balls.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a coincidence.
0: Yeah, I, I, I actually, yeah. Someone else had named the ship after me, and then I plundered mm. their booty and got the ship for wow. myself.
1: That would have been quite... Quite a the caper! <laughs>